You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Eminence, William Cardinal Go, Archbishop of Singapore. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we begin a new year in just a few hours' time, we know that the new year is fraught with uncertainties. Life today is becoming more and more difficult because the situation in the world is changing so rapidly. We cannot be certain about many things in our life. We can fall sick, our loved ones too can fall sick. We might have to go through a bereavement. We might lose our job. But we might always also receive a new appointment, get promoted, have a windfall. Everything is not certain in this world. And so the situation in the world as well. When we look at world situation, we cannot but be nervous, especially the competition between world powers. And for many of us, we are worried about the economy next year. So my dear brothers and sisters, when we face all these challenges ahead of us, how can we cope as we approach the new year? And I think it's very important for us to recognize this. That prosperity and peace in this world is not secured by science and technology. Many people in the world think that science and technology can save the world. They only means it is a human person that will decide how science and technology can be used wisely and for the common good. When science and technology falls into the hands of evil people, ignorant people, selfish people, greedy people, then the world will be destroyed. There will be greater misery in humanity. That's the reason why what needs to be redeemed is not just the world. What needs to be redeemed is humanity. In today's second reading, we are told that at the appointed time, God sent His Son, born of a woman, so that all of us can be adopted sons in Him. So it's the redemption of humanity that will be the determination of whether humanity will be saved, whether there will be prosperity and growth in the world. We need to put the human person in order. 
My dear brothers and sisters, as we journey in the new year, this is where we need to turn to our Blessed Mother. Because our Blessed Mother is the one who will lead us and show us how to make this journey of faith. On our own strength, depending on our own human reasoning and wisdom, we will not be able to find the right path. That is why in today's first reading, God instructed Moses to bless the people. That the Lord will bless them, and most of all, the Lord will show them His face. To show His face simply means to know that He is present with us in this journey. You know, when we are travelling, and when we travel alone, when we do not know the direction, then the journey becomes extremely dangerous. And many of us, we get lost along the way. So, when we begin this year, this is what the church is inviting us. Let us journey with Mary and with her son so that we can find the right direction in life. It is a journey of faith that we are called to undertake. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, Mary's journey is totally want of faith. Mary was a human being like each one of us. She lived under the obscurity of faith. She went through life not knowing what was to happen ahead of her. But she trusted in the Lord from the very beginning right to the end. She walked by faith, not by sight. And this is the kind of journey that we are called to undertake with confidence that God will show us the way, with confidence that God is with us in our journey because we can see the face of God. And this face of God, of course, we see in Jesus. And Mary will show us the face of our Lord Jesus if we journey with her. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, in her life, Mary was the one who was journeying with our Lord when he was young. Sometimes we think that when we journey with someone, we are the one who is helping. Every journey is actually a mutual journey. When we journey with someone, we benefit as much as we received, as we give. So although Mary journeyed with Jesus in his childhood, Mary learned much from our Lord 
when Jesus was lost at the temple in Jerusalem, Mary understood his commitment to his heavenly father. I must be about in my father's business, he said. It's the kind of commitment that Jesus gave to his father. I'm sure Mary was inspired by Jesus even as she taught him. And as Jesus grew in age, in wisdom and in maturity. But this journey that Mary took is this journey with Jesus in his ministry. And it's interesting to take note that in the ministry of Jesus, Mary was always never in the limelight. She was quietly supporting Jesus in his ministry from afar. Mary never put herself in the limelight. She knew that her task was to support Jesus in that journey to Jerusalem. You know, in the gospel, we have Jesus making a journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. Actually, there are three times, but the gospel put one because the life of Jesus is seen as a journey to the kingdom. Because in Jerusalem, the kingdom would be established. And Mary was supporting Jesus. We read in the gospel how often Jesus was misunderstood, ridiculed. He was rejected by his own townsfolk when he went back to preach at the synagogue. Some of his relatives thought he was mad and they wanted Mary to bring him home. And Mary was supportive of Jesus. That is the kind of support we need, my dear brothers and sisters. If only we receive this same kind of support from our brothers and sisters, especially from our so-called loved ones. Our spouse, our parents, our siblings, our relatives, our teachers. I think we would have survived. We would have done well. Because it is only when people believe in us that we also begin to believe in ourselves. That is why I feel that Mary really gave Jesus so much support, so much strength, that when all the relatives thought he was mad, Mary said, I have confidence in you. That's the kind of journey. To journey with someone is to always give that kind of support, even though the world is against him. And he said, I believed in you. I believed. Mary continues a journey right until the cross. When he was condemned, when he was judged as a criminal, and Mary again was there quietly supporting Jesus, Sharing Jesus' shame. Mary was not there. When Jesus was being praised and glorified, Mary was not there. 
Mary shared the shame, the embarrassment, the suffering of Jesus. She was there. That is a person who we truly are. Most of our supporters, supporters when we in good times. But the real supporters are those who support you when you are down and out. And Mary was that person who showed us how to support each other in this journey. It's so moving that Mary would stand under the foot of the cross and forgive the enemies of her only son because Jesus forgave his enemies. One in heart, one in mind. That's the kind of support we need. That's the kind of support that all of you must give to each other. If you don't give the kind of support, the person who is being crucified, the person who is being misunderstood, he will collapse. Do you give the kind of support? That's why sometimes life is always difficult. Please tell me which life is easy. Please tell me which life is easy. A bishop's life is not easy. Your life is not easy too. I don't think your life is easier than mine or mine is easier than yours. Your elderly also not easy. Huh? You have elderly, all kinds of illnesses. Parents also not easy life. Children also not easy life because in school, a lot of competition. You tell me whose life is easy. But his life is easy. But we can manage. We can persevere. We can overcome. Only we have that support. People to journey with us. That is why Mary is, is so providential that Jesus gave Mary to the church. At the, when he was at the cross, behold your son, behold your mother. And Mary assumed that role immediately at Pentecost. When she was praying with the church as they prepared to receive the Holy Spirit. Mary was always with the church. That's why she is called Mother of God, Mother of Jesus, and Mother of the church. Jesus intends that Mary should be our mother to journey with us, to lead us to Him, so that together with Mary, we can contemplate on Jesus' sonship and we become truly sons and daughters of God. So, my dear brothers and sisters, there is one more thing when I reflected about Mary. The great thing about Mary, yes, she, she journeyed with Jesus, she journeyed with the church, but there was someone so important to Mary, and I doubt Mary would have made it if not for Joseph, the silent husband. Uh, sometimes I come across, you know, husband very quiet, but very supportive. The wife does most of the talking, eh? but the man is the one who is quiet. But always supporting. So actually in life, eh, if you have a spouse who is very supportive, I can guarantee you, you will be successful. St. Joseph was always supporting Mary at every moment of her life when she was chosen to be the mother of the Savior, when she was pregnant. I'm sure a lot of people would have said, 
How could she have done such a thing? She was not faithful. I mean, who would believe that the Holy Spirit was responsible for their pregnancy? He must be crazy. Nobody would have believed her. Joseph believed. Joseph believed. Joseph, a man who was so supportive, a man who was always thinking through. He hardly speak. In fact, he never spoke at all. But he was thinking through. He was praying. He was dreaming. He was in deep relationship with the Lord, discerning what to do. When Herod was persecuting Jesus, what to do? Bring him to Egypt. We can see how supportive Joseph was for Mary. And I think that gave Mary the strength to truly lift out her vocation as the mother of Jesus. And I want to ask you too, my dear brothers and sisters, we know that today marriage life is such a great challenge. So please, husband and wife, don't pull each other down. Don't destroy each other. You are given to each other to support each other, to be helpmate, to encourage each other. If you don't encourage your spouse, who else will encourage your spouse? Unfortunately, many of you, instead of being a friend, a supporter, of your spouse, you become the one who is the most destructive partner, most destructive person. Nothing. Sometimes I hear spouse, nothing but nasty words. Instead of supportive, being supportive. That is why the, the relationship becomes tense, anger, resentment. And who suffer? Not only you suffer, the children suffer. I have said many, many times, huh? if you parents really love your children, the greatest gift you can give to your children is not to love your children. It's to love each other. When you love each other, your children will know they are secure because if you love each other, your love will overflow to your children. Your children will be guaranteed and secured because they know mommy and daddy love each other and when you are in love, you are always happy. When you are in love, even difficulties never mind. But when there is no support, there is no love, when you have to carry the burden alone. That's why single parents, I really feel sorry for them. Single parents have to carry the burden alone to look after the children. And today we know it's not easy. And why can't we work together? So my dear brothers and sisters, as we enter this new year, let us journey with one another. Let us follow Mary. Let us follow Jesus as we journey with each other. Just like the three magi. You notice the three magi on the Feast of Epiphany, which we will celebrate following week. The three magi went together, never came alone. If they were alone, they would have been Lost, three magi, they went together, journey together. And when we journey together, we will come to find Jesus. And we'll be astonished and we will go back by a different way, happy because we have found new life, new direction. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Eminence, William Cardinal Goh.